We're here on the KM Podcast. Ken Brown from WGI Radio. Michael here at DetroitLions.com as we talk Lions football. Hello, Mike. Hello, Ken Brown. Big, big, big victory yesterday, even though Michael Hare himself, when I talked to him Friday, I think on the uh, first down podcast we do at the end of the week, said this was a big Lions game. This was a crucial game in the Dan Campbell experiment. Uh, do you still feel that was the big game and they came out with flying colors regardless? Yeah, I do. I thought it was a big game going in, and I said, you know, to me it was a scary game because the the – Jacksonville Jaguars had come, they're just coming off a big win against the, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, you know, 75 yard, 10 play drive to the winning, to what proved to be the winning points. First of all, the touchdown throw to Marvin Jones Jr., and then the two point conversion. And so I really thought, and a lot of people did, were picking, you know, picking the Jaguars to win, had them, you know, called them favorites in the game. I thought it was going to be a tough, tough game, but the Detroit Lions. I'd never say it's easy because I don't think anything about pro football is easy, but it was certainly decisive. That was a really good game by the Lions. Well, not only that, it was a all-around good game, and they've played well the last five weeks. I think Dan Campbell said it himself that the last five weeks. I think this team, and I was trying to tell all you people that seven weeks ago when they were one and six, relax, this is a growing season, but now you got to listen to your little radio segments and your little people out there that got to have something to say every day. That Wait a watch, second. Watch the team Nobody grow. listens to more radio than you do. So yeah, but, there's a difference between listen and react to it. <laughs> it's a difference between listen and react to it because I know uh, okay. bull. Hey, I know bull when I hear it, okay? And I was trying, as I explain here in these podcasts, we're going to take this season as what it is. This is a growing season. If something great comes out of it, that's extra on the cake. But what we are seeing is what I expected them to be doing this year was get better as it goes along, young players developing, learning how to win, and you playing meaningful games in December. That's all you could have asked at the beginning of the season. Well, you know, I, I I'm hesitate when I say this. In fact, I'm fearful of saying this, but that's exactly what I wrote at the start of the season, that we judge this team, the most important thing wouldn't be the one-loss record, although that's not unimportant. But I said that this team would be better as it went along, and they'd be better as it went along. And the other thing is they're getting healthy, too. they got healthy players now, too. This is They're healthier now than they were at the start of the season. Right, exactly. And 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 the time comes where they need them. Now, some things, uh, if you want got anything to say about the game yesterday itself, your uh, observation, then I'm going to – Go through a bunch of it topics was, real quick. It, Go ahead, you know, Kenny. It was, it was just it was one sided. It really was. It started. You know, I think the third play of the game when when Alex uh, Anzalone inter, not intercepted uh, recovered a fumble. I mean, he just sprinted over there. You know, covered half the field to get to the ball, and and, and that set up the Lions for the first touchdown of the game. It was seven nothing, and it expanded as they went along. It was never a contest. No, it wasn't. And and it just by looking at the teams, you were saying. And I'm going to tell you what, Jacksonville is not as bad as they looked yesterday. Absolutely if you go not, back and look no. at them, they got a lot of talent. They may have had a bad game or they weren't playing, but the week before they were playing, they beat Baltimore. They were playing good coming in. and The records were identical. They were two young teams. I think the two teams are pretty similar in a way, except for they have their quarterback, young quarterback they're grooming, and the Lions have a veteran quarterback and you're grooming the rest of the team. So I think because they spend a lot of money in free agency to get players too. So I, I just think that these two teams are in the same place trying to get back to, you know, up up the ladder in their divisions. I'd just like to add one thing to what you said. Yeah, they do have a young quarterback and uh, a second-year quarterback. Yeah, they do. 
But I don't think the Lions have an old quarterback. He just has experience. He's 28 years old. No, I agree. I agree. I, I don't agree. consider that old. I agree. I was just doing to the point where I understand exactly they're grooming. Saying. You know, they're he's he's the one that's grooming. While the Lions, the younger players are grooming, are not quarterbacks on that team. They'll go as far as that young quarterback goes. Well, and you know what? I think the Detroit Lions are, are benefiting from having a veteran quarterback who's played big games, meaningful games, and these young guys are coming along. And I think, I think, I think Jared Goff has emerged as a real leader on this team. I really do. Yeah. Well, I'll save Goff for later. We'll save Goff for later. I want to get him last. I want, okay, I want to get to a few things first. Um, so do I. Two things I came to: Lions are three and four at home now, and two and three on the road. Those are good numbers. They're not great numbers, but those are good numbers. Those are progress numbers. Remember, because they were having such a hard time winning at home. And when you're starting to win road games, that's when you know your team is turning a corner. So I don't know how it'll play out with these last five, but those are good numbers at this point in the, in the build. No, I agree with that exactly. You know, I, what did I say at the start of the season? I've always said this: two things Alliance have, to, among the thing, other things they have to do. Number one, win division games. Number two, make Ford Field home field advantage and there's they're starting to to do that this year that look that place is absolutely rocking from start to finish now it really is right they only ask for a product and there's another one of the things you can put on the plus side the lions have won every game they were favored in this year so they're not <sighs> blowing games they're 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 winning the ones they are supposed to win and then well, they won a couple they weren't supposed to win. But I'm just saying, they won the five. They were favored in some games. The games they were favored in, they won. Where do you put the Jacksonville game? And the, the, the they were favored by one. Ways. Well, there was, it was also Jacksonville by one. Too, I so. never saw a Jacksonville uh, with uh, I saw the Lions. I don't know whether you're going to Joe's Bookies. I guess Michael here goes no, to Joe's Bookie because no. every one I saw was one and a half or one Lions favorite. I think you better check your eyesight. Okay. Yeah, okay. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Um, number other things. Since week nine, the Lions are sixth in D in the league and tenth on offense. Sixth on defense. Yeah. You're kidding. Since week nine. Now, I mean, I know I'm cherry picking stats here, but I'm just saying the improvement. Now, I, I got to go back and check, but it was week nine when they fired Audrey Pleasant. Somewhere in there. I'm not positive. Right. I'm really not. But anyway, I have to go back and look. that's a good stat that you at least and, – and he said it at the time when they fired Audrey Pleasant. Campbell said, we can have an improvement like Kansas City had that one year. He said that one year Kansas City didn't start good and then by the end they were playing good defense. He had, he had proclaimed that that was his plan. Well, I'll tell you one thing about – among other things about uh, Dan Campbell, he's not afraid to act quickly when he wants to change something. It reminds me of Wayne Fonts in that regard. When something wasn't working, Wayne got rid of it, whether it was a, a coach, yeah. a player, oh, yeah. or whatever. Or I remember one year they started, you know, he'd been a 34 coach his whole life. They start the season with a 43. They got trucked two games in a row. They went right back to the 3 4 oh, after yeah. that whole offseason and training camp. So that's, and you know, I, I like that about Campbell. Don't stick with a loser. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Aubrey Pleasant was a loser. I'm just saying a situation that's not winning. Yeah. I don't, you know, you don't like it, but I understand it, and I think it's the right way to go. Yeah, I don't know what happened with that whole situation and what yeah, was it going. But, but since he left, they've been playing better. So, you know, just like a year ago with the offense, when they came back from the, uh, he made a change at the at the uh, bye week, came back and, and the offense started to run better. Right. They started calling plays. Right. All right, a couple other things. I'm making a statement here, and I and I'm I'm never wrong. I don't care. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't care 
if Swift gets is on this team and is hurt whatever game. He plays on my team. Anytime, anytime you see this guy with the ball, something can happen. I, look, is he going to be uh, O.J. Simpson? In the, oh, is he going to be a guy that plays 14, 16 games a year? Maybe not, but I don't care. He plays on my team, Mike. This guy with the ball in his hand makes that offense way better than it is. I think that, and I think part of that is that he's a threat. So, you know, when he's in there, you don't know if he's going to get the ball. If he gets the ball, you don't know if he's going to be running it. You don't know if he's going to be catching it. The only thing he hasn't done yet is throw it that I can remember. He might have he might have done that once or twice, too. But that is a highly skilled player who has value. He's got to make you miss. He's got to make you only, miss. But, but, you know, when we get to the offseason, you don't know if he's going to get a better offer somewhere else. Well, that's not you this next year either, though. That's a year I, from I'm now. I'm just saying yeah. I said when. Yeah, when. yeah. So, but like I said, he can play for me, and and I'll take whatever I can get out of him because he has that much talent. Now we we're gonna talk about next season later. But if you want to add a back with him, that's fine. But he's he's gonna be on my team next year. Well, they have a back that I like with him already, and that's Jamal uh, Jamal Williams. He's got fourteen. He scored fourteen touchdowns. He had another one yesterday. He's got almost eight hundred yards rushing. That's the one I want next to him. Yeah, but he's in Wyoming down time too now, so you got to look out for the future. You got to add a younger he's, back he, with those he, two he, next he, year. He, but he's never been like a high. Uh, I understand, you know, but he's still age is age, age is age. He's never been a high volume player until maybe this year. Right, I'm just saying age is age. You get good. up to 28 in that area, you got to start looking at a younger back. I didn't say you got to start him, but you got to add one to the mix next year. But that's look, we're not talking about next. We talking about to get this season over right here. Okay, number three item. Big, big build-up for J-Mo Williamson. Yeah, and Jameson Williams, yeah. J-Mo is what we, the friends call him. You can, you can call him Jameson until you get the okay. I call him Mr. Until Williams. Until you get the okay yeah. to call him J-Mo. Uh, only his friends call him that. But, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, bro. Okay. So there you go. But uh, big build-up, whatever. I told you last week, put him in for five or six snaps, and I said five. They gave him six, which well, they gave him eight. Which is a, a good thing, and we ran probably on all most of them except for the one pass. But Campbell said after the game, I just want to get his feet wet, let him get touched a little bit, um, you know, move him around, see how the pregame presentation goes, and how to prepare to play again. It was the perfect, perfect scenario. Well, that's one thing I think that, uh, among other things, I keep saying one thing about Dan Campbell, and there's probably three hundred things that if it really sat down and sorted it all out, you could come up with. But he has a really good feel for players he really does you know how they feel how they react and all that he really does he's got like i say i'll compare him to wayne fonts like that he really has a feel for his players yes he does now on the bot downside of that if he would have had him gunning yesterday he gets hurt i'm telling you right now he'd have got ran out of town worse than frankenstein we'd have had to run him out of town i don't i didn't get that I understand what he said afterward. I can, no, I don't understand it. I understand the way he said it. Still didn't make sense. That is a way to get him in the game. But why do you bring a guy off the ACL his first game back and have him gunning? It's just, uh, luckily, they didn't have to do it because they didn't have to punt. But I just thought that was ridiculous. I thought it was different, but I understand it too. And I just I don't I think it's a low risk. You know, he's going to be out there on, a, on an island with one other player. It's not like he's got guys swirling around his knees and legs and all that. So I thought I thought. You know what I think it was? I think it was much ado about nothing. Well, it ended up being much ado about nothing because they didn't play. I thought it would be anyway. But as long as he didn't get hurt. But, Mike, can you imagine if he had got hurt on one of those plays? The the national scorn, the local scorn, that's a, that's a franchise-changing um, 
thing you, you wanted to do. Kenny, you've got all this angst and all about something that didn't happen. I know, but it's just stupidity that it was even thought of. I just I just don't get it. And like I said, no, I I'll never look, get it. I'm not into calling people stupid. No, I, no, I'm talking about the decision. I'm talking about he's stupid. I'm saying I, it's just stupidity. Just a, back off, A stupid thing. Don't be trying to defend the <laughs> defenseless. So anyway, I'm glad that didn't happen. Now, next week when you're going to need a couple of plays out of J-Mo, I think, with Minnesota – He's already got his feet wet a little bit. You can put him in. Because on the one play he ran, you said he ran out of bounds, which he, he was close to out of bounds. But just those plays. He, well, he got jammed a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he got jammed a little bit. Right. But, right. But what you're supposed to do is get back inbounds as fast as possible. I thought he was going to run through the end zone. <laughs> Rejoin the team. Right. But and, that's okay. That's right. all right. But those are things, like I said, he's a rookie still. Everybody's just got to remember that, you know. But. He's available now to make a play. He's he's available. They play. I think somebody like Reynolds played sixty plays yesterday. You know, those are plays when you get back into the groove, you'll be playing a game. He played eight plays. I thought it was fine. I thought it was a good. He better tuck his shirt in because I know he's getting a fine this week too. Though. Yeah, I just let me just add one thing. I know you didn't bring this up, but but his the guys in the wide receiver room have welcomed him. You know, the welcome net is out. Uh, they really want him to do well. It's really kind of cool. Uh, that just different positions, so that we may call it the brotherhood or whatever. But they they really see a lot, an awful lot in this kid. Somebody asked uh, asked Jared Goff yesterday in his post game presser about you know when he wanted you know when he wanted to see a, a Jamison Williams. He says, "Well, I wanted him in April." <laughs> but he understands bringing him along slowly. Right. Well, like I said, we've talked a lot about him, and he'll do what he does in the coming weeks. Kenny, yeah, Kenny, what if he gets like 18 snaps and scores a touchdown? That's so fine. That, that's, that's enough? That's yeah. fine. That's fine. I said. What but if he does something for you that nobody else on that rack? If he gives you a few plays the rest of the year, that's fine. But like I said, yeah. let's not bury the lead, though. Amon St. Brown should be talked about more now, too, because Absolutely. you are watching one of the best wide receivers in the league now, and I don't know where his numbers fall in, but – you better look at him as one because he is actually taking his game up another level from last year. And league-wide, I can name some wide receivers better than him, but I'll tell you what, I won't be naming long. Well, the one thing he doesn't have is like the electrifying, you know, jumping and all that other stuff. But here's what he – in the last four games, and I looked this up just for you, in the last four games he said he's been targeted 41 times, 37 catches, 37 out of 41 targets. For most guys, 41 targets and, and 25 catches would be, you know, would be a productive four-game stretch. This guy, you throw the ball in his direction, he comes down with it. Yeah, I, wasn't there some stat yesterday that 90% of the balls that uh, that golf threw toward St. Brown yesterday was was caught. I know it was 90. It was that's a 90% stat. 90%, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he had 12 targets and 11 catches. Okay, yeah, that's it. 90%. So that's 90, 90 plus percent. Yeah, right. that's unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. unbelievable. But, but for the last four year, four games, it's 41 targets, 37 catches, and he's also starting to score touchdowns now too. Well, yeah, and and when Jameson Williams gets his legs under him, that underneath is going to be open way more. It's open now for him because he's such a great route runner, but it's really going to be open then because you're going to have one guy to that pitcher. I see good things coming for the offense no matter who's the quarterback. But I Well, see. I agree with you, Kenny. The offensive line did a great job running on the run defense and protecting the quarterback. Look, he threw 41 times. He was sacked twice. That's a pretty good, pretty good day's work. Yeah. The offensive line, when they know you're going to throw, not because they had to, but because they're good at it. Were you surprised that uh, on offense that 
Awasaki, Awasaki, how do you pronounce it? Awasaki, Awasaki, Awasaki. He started. You know call, Dan, call Dan Miller. He's a broadcaster. He'll yeah, we'll get away. But did, were you surprised he started the game over and Stenberg was inactive and Skipper no, was back uh-uh. on? I'm not. I wasn't surprised. Look, Skipper is a, a great story and a great guy to have on your team. But even they've said it's it's hard for a guy six ten to play guard in the National Football League. It's just it's it's just too much body for that position. Right. Well, is. no, I'm not. But I'm not saying I predicted it. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. But uh, think about it. They, if they get that that right guard position solidified, get somebody healthy in there. Well, it might be Evan Brown. We never know. But that's already one. Of, I think it's one of the best in the league, and it's it's getting even better. Yeah, if Big V was there this year, it'd be a whole different story. Absolutely, that yeah. would be a whole different we'll story. See, they we'll still, in two we'll years, have not had one game where they've had an all five in for a, a regular season snap. I mean, the all five they were expecting. Yeah, they're, they're, they're starting yeah. five. Yeah, so that's right. another thing. And like I said, next year we never know if Big V's gonna be back. You know, he's got a big number and. The draft's right. coming, and, you know, these guards, are, you know, you can get them. And, you, like you said, Kramer. I don't well, know. We've got to ask about Kramer because I, I wonder, is it, is it too late for him to come back this year now? I don't think it's too late, no. I don't know. Here's the thing. If you've got aspirations and you think you might be participating in the postseason, why wouldn't you want him? Well, if that's happening, we're going to get to that in a minute. But I, I'm just saying. Yeah, man. I understand. I'm just saying. I understand. Yeah. Don't um, close any door until you have to. Now, I want to talk about this one player defensively again. He's only played two weeks. He's played 17 snaps, but he's got three sacks already, which is second in the league for rookies behind Aiden Hutchinson, and that's uh, James Houston. Well, James <laughs> he's got Houston, bend on him, man. You watch that play. First he does a skip hop and uh, turns the corner and bends under those tackles. Man, that's a, pass rushes are natural to me. You either have pass rush or you don't. It. He's a natural pass rusher. You know, somebody, uh, I think I was listening to radio this morning, and I think it might have been T.J., Lang uh, right. does some work for the Detroit Lions for the game day and other stuff. He compared him. I think it was TJ who said it. Compared him to Dwight Freeney. I'm not, I'm not positive that it was TJ Lang. He, he did say that. Him. I heard that. Yes, he did. Yeah, he yes, compared he in terms of size. Now right. he he gets 140 career sacks. Or he said size and bend. Yeah, exactly. And, and I remember Dwight Freeney ended his career here in Detroit. Yeah, I hope that's not the Dwight Freeney he's talking about though. The one that came here. Because yeah, by well, the time we got him. He, Oh, yeah. By the time we got him, man, he was just a memory of what he was. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what he was when he got here. Though he was a great interview. Oh yeah, great. Yeah, but, but like I said, he didn't have a that. stat that year. No, he, you're right. Exactly, he didn't have yeah. a stat. I mean, he you came know, here for a few. Didn't, didn't have a stat. He, he didn't have any bruises either. No, he didn't. He left. He left the way he, he came. He, he left the way he came. He left what the way he came. What a good guy. Yeah, yeah he was a good guy. But like I said. I agree that you see a lot of that. You know who else? And, and his name is Houston. He reminds me of the Kansas City Houston. Justin Houston. Uh, I, mean, I can't. I think he's bigger. I don't know, Mike. Look, Justin Houston wasn't really that big. but um, uh, He just seems bigger to me, but I, yeah. I, I have to look at it. But anyway, so. look, if you can get a six-round pick to become a pass rusher, a situational pass rusher, all for it because that just makes all the rest of them bad. Uh, no, Romeo no. Core didn't even get in the game. He was on, activated Saturday but didn't play. Uh, right. I think Campbell said this week you'll see him. That's just another right. pass rusher to add. And they're just gonna. This is the healthiest they've been. They got a lot of people moving. The, the younger players are playing better on D. Um, I, I like the way the defense is coming. They need a little more talent. They need a talent upgrade that they'll get in the offseason by either free agency or draft. But 
they're playing hard, they play smart, and they're playing fast. Well, here's the other thing, too, Ken, and we haven't brought this up, but we do, you're talking about discipline as a team. In the last two games, they've had three, uh, three penalties. Yeah. Two against the uh, – two, uh, uh, two in the game against uh, – uh, who the heck – oh, two against the, the Buffalo. Buffalo Bills and, mm-hmm. and then one yesterday. That's three, inter- three penalties in two games. Now, you know, Dan Campbell talked about that at the podium yesterday after the game, and he says, look, sometimes that's just the way the game is called, too, he said. And he did say that this was a crew that lets you play. Mm-hmm. But that's back to back. You know, two weeks in a row, you get a measly three penalties. That's that's pretty good work. That is good work. And and, and I ain't seen anybody backing away from anything either. So no. they're in there mucking it up. No, um, kudos need to go out to the tackles for the Lions' offensive tackles. I mean, Sewell and Decker, they've been holding it down. You're not yep. getting the free runs on that quarterback. And Sewell, to me, <laughs> I think yesterday was one of his better games. I saw the stat today. No pressures and whatever number of snaps was 58 or 6, whatever. No pressures. No pressures. So I think it was 70, 75 or 76 snaps. Yeah, yeah but I think, quarterback, yeah. quarterback had 40, 43 dropbacks. Right, but I think they were counting plays that are uh, actual rushes. I forgot the exact number. But right. No, I mean I rushes. No pressures. 58 snaps, no pressures. And that's how you lock down. That's locked down. So... That well, is good. Was, I don't, I don't see, I don't see any leakage anywhere else. But that's that's a good offensive line. It really, yeah, is. really is. And Frank Bragnow's not even playing 100. percent He's better than he was. He's still but playing. Next year, when he, I'm saying, but yeah. when he's back to where he really was, that really is going to take off because uh, you know he's getting better by the week. But like we talked to him every Monday, you know, he said, "I'm getting back, but I'm not where I need to be." But he's still yeah. playing at a high, high level. Yeah. All right. No, he um, he's he's an all he's an all pro center, no yep. doubt. All right, now we can talk about your man, Jared Goff. Games like yesterday make it hard for guys to say he won't be the quarterback here next year. And I don't know if this is just one and he'll revert back to being a guy that people want to talk about, whatever. But how do you see him right now? How much uh, the last five games going to impact what happens next year? And you have the number four pick from the Rams, and it looks like the Rams are just going to. They're going to be going a slow roll down for the rest of the season. So if, just say you end up with the fourth pick in the draft. How, well, how does that affect you in the quarterback derby for next year? It doesn't affect me at all because I don't think there's any quarterbacks in that derby next year who were taken that high, that high or that low, however mm-hmm. we want to call it. No, and here's what I think is going to happen. If he just plays the way he's playing now as a top 10, you know, 10, you know, 9 to 12, you know, quarterback, you know, something like that, wherever he's rated. And you know he really meshes with this team. You can see that now, that he's 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 the quarterback. There's no doubt about that. I think in two years, you know, when it is, it's going to be time to renegotiate him. He's going to be one of the most when he negotiates the next two years or three years, whatever it is, he's going to be doing it as one of the most underpaid quarterbacks in the league. All these guys making forty and fifty million. Well, that'll be his turn, and we'll see what he can get. Mm. And I'm not going to project that now, but I'm just saying. That's the market. I'm still not going to give a full-throated endorsement yet. And like I said, things change because if we'd had this conversation week, you know, six or five, we were talking a whole different thing there that he wasn't the guy whatever. So I'm just going to let the season play out and then see where it ends. But he's like you said, he's a 10 to 20 quarterback in the league. And that's fine. If you think you can win a Super Bowl with it, that's the decision Campbell and Holmes are going to have to make. Can he win a Super Bowl? If he can't, then you got to go look for another one. You can't pass up quarterbacks, and I disagree with you. I think Bryce Young is a player that is worth a number four pick. 
if they have it. And I think there's a couple others that are first-rounders, since you have another one that you might want to bring in as a young quarterback to understudy under him a couple years and then see where you go. But So Bryce Young from from Alabama? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought he was too small. He's small, but he's the, he, for the fourth pick, you take him. For the fourth pick, you take him. If he's there. Well, you, you caught me in a change of direction. <laughs> but I don't think he's going to be there. So you know, that's, it looks like he's got Houston. Well, how do you know? How do you know they're going to have the fourth pick? I don't. I'm just saying they have it right now. But Houston's going to have a number one pick. I mean, it's pretty. It's almost done. You know, they yeah. won one game, and they're going to pick a quarterback. So that's you're not even going to have a chance to probably get them. And um, yeah. I, I don't blame well, Houston we'll for taking them. Um, speaking of quarterbacks, uh, Baker Mayfield was released today, and he goes to the waiver wire, I think. And um, yes. Would the Lions claim him just to keep him away from like a team like uh, the Rams, to, so their pick can be better? Uh, San Francisco, I'm sure, is looking at him today since Garoppolo went out. Um, teams are going to try to block him from getting the, the San Francisco. You know, so what? Do, what do you think? In terms of what the Detroit Lions should do? Yeah. Spectators. Spectators. Yeah. You don't want to block him from going to like the Rams or San Francisco. And what if you well you then and pay him like what what you probably got? I don't even know what he's got left on his contract. What is if is it big and how much you have to pay him? Why would you want? Why would you? I don't want the Rams win another game. That's why. Well, you can't guarantee that that they're not going to win another game with him, with or without him. That's true, but you can guarantee he won't be the quarterback. That's. No, you know. No, I'm just putting it out there. It'll be interesting uh, well, to see who claims him. You think he can make it all the way down to San Francisco? Because I'm sure San Francisco is going to claim him if he's uh, if it gets down that far. Well, he certainly doesn't look like their type of quarterback like they, they, like they've had. He really doesn't. No, but the Mike, they're playing Mister Irrelevant as their starter now. Who they, they last well pick too, in the draft? Mm. So they need just a guy who can take snaps. Like I said, remember how you would get a quarterback, just can he function and get you through a game by taking snaps? And, and right. that's what I think they're looking for. The funny part about it is if Nate Sudfeld stays in San Francisco, if they wouldn't have cut him, he'd be starting for him now. They, probably would. They've yeah, had two quarterbacks would. now, three quarterbacks go on the IR. Because didn't Mutt Mullins or one of those other quarterbacks there, and he got hurt. That's why Sudfeld got cut because they something kept the like other that, two. Yeah. They've had three yeah, quarterbacks hurt. Like you know, and they're leading the division, so that's going to be a well. That's a that's a that's a heck of a team, though, man. That, yeah, good on offense, or good on defense. good on D and good on offense. All yeah. right, and the last thing we want to talk about is, and I know you guys, this is week uh, fourteen we're going into, and I know it's funny to you people. We got to talk playoffs, Mike. I, I look at the monitor and I see the Lions logo up there all in in playoff contention. Five and seven, are they in contention? I think they're yeah. I think they're in contention. Uh, it's 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 just mathematics now. That's to me. It's mathematics. I think they're as good as Washington, who they've already beaten. I think they're as good as the Giants, who they've already beaten. But those teams have seven wins and they have a tie, and the tie really mucks things up. It really does. It's just it's just uh, it's going to make it tough. They they needed they needed somebody to win that game would have helped them. Would have been a knockout blow for, or a potential knockout blow for one of the teams. Yeah. Well, I was either looking Washington, at the schedules though. Either Washington or the Giants. The Giants are the team that's vulnerable, and they're going to go yeah. down because their schedule is murdered the rest of the year. And like but I said, only, but they only have four losses. That's part. That's part of it, though. Right. But I mean, I don't see a. I don't, I don't see another win left on them. You know, because they got to play Washington again in a few weeks. They got Dallas. I mean, they got Philly. They got a tough road to go. I think they got Philly twice, don't they? Yeah, it's a tough road to go. Now, well, 
right. I, I think the Lions have to get to 10. But that's not the, the team that, they need to be worried about. The team yeah. that worry about them is Seattle because you don't have a tiebreaker. They're going to not win the division, but it looks like they're going to – they're at seven now. Right. So, you know, they win three more. That means you can't pass them because even with your 10 and seven, if you want them all, they beat right. you. So that right. I don't think the playoffs – it looks bleak. Don't even, and like you said, Washington and New York can't both go in the tank because they play each other. And right. So I don't think the playoffs are possible. I mean, it's probably mathematically possible. It's not possible. So what you want to do is just finish strong. Don't worry about it and just let play. them all add up. Play, just play. Play games. Just you know, play. Just play the game. And start with the revenge the tour game. this week with Minnesota because you should have beat them the first time and you can just go out on your home floor and prove that you're a better team than them. Well, it was probably – Probably Jared Goff's worst game as a Detroit Lion. And Dan Campbell's. Well, I thought, look, coaches make decisions. Teams play out the decisions. I don't get that. I don't get into that as much as you do. No, but well, you should get into that because he even admitted maybe I should have went for it on well, four he, for four. Well, sure, he was just like you. Yeah, I agree. Monday morning quarterback. And I will always confess that I am. So I'm just saying, I, I just thought that game plan, the game, that was one of, like I said, he's young in the coaching game. He's getting better. I have no problem at all with it. Like I said, but when it's time to win, all those mistakes got to stop. And okay, it's getting to that point now. There should be no doubt in anybody's mind now. That team plays for them. But they've always had – this play. is amazing to me. That, to me, you've seen it all season. I've seen it all season. You saw it last season. Nobody right. wants to give anything time. You know, it's like a microwave. I got to put it in and do it for a minute and still let it cook in a stove for a half an hour. Right. You, the, this, is a, this is a souffle we're cooking here, ladies and gentlemen. This is not, you know, uh, uh, pizza rolls. All right, let, yeah. just let it, let it, let it cook. Let and it Dan cook. Campbell, let him cook. No, I agree with you on that. Give him some time. Now, you know, realistically, he's got what another year. I think the definitive year on him next year will be next year. I think that's you'll know exactly what you have. I like what they have now. You know, I'm not. I don't think there's going to be any big surprise in 2023 on the value of. Dan Campbell to the Detroit Lions and Brad Holmes, the general manager. I think that's that's a really good, strong twosome. Sort of like uh, uh, some of the, you know a couple of a couple of guys they've had in the past here in Detroit. They're just sticking with the present. I think the Brad Holmes uh, Dan Campbell combo is a good one. I really yeah. do. Uh, but you know what? You never know. And like I said, I'm just going to take it game by game. And I don't think. Years that this year's, I'm just looking at now because I, I thought Jim Schwartz after that playoff year was gonna that team was gonna ascend and it just never did, you know. After yeah, that, they have an eight game losing streak the next year, yeah. So you never know, but I'm just looking at the team now, I'm looking at the young talent and I like what I'm seeing. And look, people around the league are talking. I was watching some of the shows last night, you know, the Lions, they're, the, they're tough out, they're a tough team, nobody wants to play them right now, and that's what you that's all you could ask for at the beginning of this year. You know what we should do next? We start. We should. We should get the next year's schedule. <laughs> jump on start it. jumping on one for one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mike. Uh, any other last closing thoughts here before we get out? Of here? And Josh Dobbs was signed as the Lions practice squad quarterback for all you people that have no life. And uh, <laughs> just let it go. Say that again. Who was signed? Josh Dobbs, the quarterback from used to be a Pittsburghers with Cleveland last. He was a Tennessee yeah. Volunteer. 
bald guy, uh, decent athlete. He's at least he's a quarterback like me and you always talked about, Mike. A different change of quarterback that can run a little bit, and move around. So that'll give him a good look in practice. And he's there because uh, we lost uh, Boyle to the Chicago Bears last week. Right. If you didn't, guys didn't right. know. If you weren't, uh, didn't stop what you were doing to hear the Tim Boyle news. So. What if Tim Boyle comes back at that game at the Silverdome and like throws? I mean, at the uh, four field and throws with like six touchdowns. That means there's been an epidemic <laughs> of some kind in Chicago. A fever. All right, Michael here. That's it. See Michael here, DetroitLions.com. Look at his uh, stuff every week. Uh, Detroit Lions here on the Mitch Album Show Mondays five thirty. Frank Ragnall, join us. We have a lot to talk about today, so join us there. Mike, I'll see you Friday when we go through game time.